today talking with my friend Jane McAndrews. Jane, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm really angry that you're here. <laughs> Actually, anger. We're going to talk about how to handle anger today. You up for it? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, anger is a common emotion. Everybody thinks it's like it's bad to be angry. No, it's, it's normal to be angry. Everybody experiences anger from time to time. It, for me, it's often the little things that set me off. I have a saying. I say it's not the it's not the lions and tigers that eat you up. It's the gnats and the fleas. Mm-hmm. You got that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can get through the big stuff. But the, the guy that's driving too slow in front of me, oh my gosh, I'm looking at his license plate and making up sentences about him in my head and just getting angry. Right. Little things drive me crazy. How about you? Uh, what's that saying? I've got one nerve left and you're standing on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, anger hurts. That's why we want to talk about how to handle it. It hurts, first and foremost, the person who feels it. You know, we suffer willingly because, you know, when I'm angry, I want to feel right. Mm -hmm. I am right, darn it. And everybody should know it. Mm -hmm. And and when you don't know it, I'm angry about it. My friend Enid would say, do you want to be right or do you want to be well? Ooh. And I'd say, I want to be both. (laughs) I want to be both. Give it to me all, baby. Well, since anger is such a strong emotion, it can fill me with a false sense of power. Mm. I think I'm more powerful than I am when I'm ranting and raving, or sometimes I'm even better at getting silent and stoic. Oh, I'm fuming inside, but you won't get a response out of me, and that's how I'm taking my power and controlling the situation. Do you ever go that way? Or are you always loud? I go back and forth. Yeah, me too. Me too. Either way, the fruit of the anger is that it moves us to disconnection. And disconnection is walking away from our creational design. It's never going to pay off. It's never going to pan out. You're going to be broken. If you walk away from community, you are going to break. So it's important. But what about the other people we hurt when we're angry? Have you ever said something in anger that you wish you could take back? Yes. Oh, that's horrible. You know, it's even innocent people. People that aren't even involved in it, but they get hurt because they were in my way when I got angry. Yeah. You know, when my kids were little, I put this big plastic sheet down around a, a round coffee table I had. And I had eight kids around the table and I gave them all a tube of toothpaste. And I said, whoever squeezes all the toothpaste out of the tube the fastest wins this prize. All oh, these kids were nuts trying to get that toothpaste out. And I gave the prize away. And I said, okay. I didn't give them time to think. I said, whoever can put the toothpaste back in the tube the fastest wins this prize. And it was a better prize. And, and I said, go. And they were all, they had toothpaste all over them trying to get it back in the tube. <laughs> and, and after we got cleaned up and I said, guys, the reality is... Once you, it's like anger. Once those words are out, you can't get them back in. Once you set them, you don't get to take them back. And the kids all got the prize. I have to be honest. I have to let you know, every kid got the same prize that day, the the better prize. But, But anger, 
you know, driving when angry. It affects other people. It affects their safety. Because when I'm angry and I'm driving, I'm not, I'm not focused on the road. God forbid that I have a, my grandson or, or somebody I love in the car with me, you know? Anyway, they say, for all the men listening, the American Medical Association says that your anger increases the chance that you will develop coronary heart disease. And to everybody listening, no matter what gender you are, other stress-related problems affect all of us. Insomnia, digestive problems, and headaches. It seems like I know more and more people these days with digestive problems. I can't go to the bathroom. I need a Tums. Do you have a this? And I'm like, no, thank you, God, I don't have that problem. But I believe it is related. A lot of that is related to anger. Hmm. How about stuffing anger? Do you ever stuff your anger? I, that's how I learned in my family. My mother stuffed, my dad exploded. Oh, okay. So my mother would stuff and go stubborn. Uh-huh. My dad would get angry, and in and in that generation, he was the E.F. Hutton of anger. When Which he is... got angry, people listened, and he got his way. Oh. So I learned, and so did my siblings, that if you got angry, you got your way. You got what you And mean. that does not work. No, it doesn't work. It does not work at all. Well, when you stuff anger, it leads to depression. Mm -hmm. And many suffering from depression are there because they stuff their anger without release or resolution. Mm -hmm. So even if you think you're managing your anger by stuffing it, maybe all you're doing is creating a new history of depression. So let's talk about what to do. There are some tools that can help us get through an episode of anger without stuffing it and without pretending that it isn't real. You with me? Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first one I'm going to talk about breathing. It's such a natural thing that we need to do and we don't think about it. So when we do focus on our breathing, because it's something we do without thinking about it, use maybe a word, breathe in peace, breathe out anger, (laughs) but really do it. It changes how we feel because it totally takes our mind because we are really thinking about the fact that we're breathing. And I read somewhere that if you take three deep breaths, inhale, exhale, three times, it really does chemically change you. That's wonderful because, you know, when you get deep into breathing, you should be able to see your belly move. Did you know that? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so... That's the next one. Breathing. Another one that helps with anger in the moment. Movement. Movement. Do you have a favorite exercise? Jump on your bike. Go for a ride. Go for a swim. Do a little bit of yoga. Walk down the block. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Regular movement helps. And like most good things, you have to do it regularly for it to work and help dispel the physical side of anger when it arises. But other things that helped. In a really bad time of my life, I found that I was getting angry easily. And so I bought a bunch of penny nails. That's what they're called. They're like a four-inch nail. And I had a four-by-four of this big square piece of wood in my garage. And I would go out and hammer nails. My little kids thought that I was building something. Somebody (laughs) called on the phone. They say, just a minute, she's building something in the garage. (laughs) And I would, I'd get on the phone and say, what are you building? And I said, no, I'm just hammering nails. 
they probably thought I was crazy, but it helped me. That release really came. And um, so that I think the, the movement is a real important one. Do you have anything you do movement-wise now? Years ago, I took up boxing, and oh. I learned how to work, work a speed bag. Oh. And that's a great way to... to oh, I to, bet uh, it is. It, it, it really is. Oh, I bet that is. And, and, uh, but I've also learned um, to, to sometimes, if I can get this out, if I can just say, I'm angry... I don't have to then say why. I can just like I'm angry right now, but I'll I'll be back. Yeah. Uh, and um, just acknowledging and allowing myself to be angry. angry. I think I sometimes used to like I'll blame you for making me angry. Mm-hmm. So then I'm allowed that allows me to be angry, <laughs> and that's just not right either. Right. Right. Well, the third thing that we're going to talk about for immediate help is imagination. Some people can close their eyes, and especially if you couple this with the breathing, close your eyes and retreat mentally to a place of calm. Um, For example, remember a walk that you took on the beach, or swinging in a comfy hammock, or floating in a chair in a pool, or whatever it is. You can tell I'm from Florida. But go there and regroup, because your imagination is strong and vibrant, and it is part of your design. It's part of your, you were designed to use your imagination. And that creative energy can dispel anger. It's an amazing trick, but it does work. Now, as long as it's peaceful. Yeah. As long as you're not imagining beating, beating well, somebody up. We said go to a place of calm. Yeah. Go to a place of calm. Yeah. And your imagination can, can make the anger worse. Right. If it's not, if you're not using it for the right cause, you're right. So maybe these little tricks sound a little bit crazy, but they can help, you know, and, and getting the timing right might be even more important. So I have a friend who says when he, he got married and when he and his wife would, he would get angry, they would be angry with each other. He would have to say, give me 15 minutes. And she wanted to fight right now. And he was like, could you give me 15 minutes? Because he knew he was too angry to deal with the fight and be loving at the same time. And she had to learn that if she gave him 15 minutes, his words wouldn't sting. He wouldn't say things he didn't mean. Mm. And they had to come to that together. So if you're in relationship... Tell your loved ones what you need. It is better if you can tell them before the anger happens. <laughs> so in a quiet morning, say, you know, let's talk about when we get angry with each other. I need a break. I need like 15 minutes. I need to walk around the block. I need to just walk away and go in the garage and hammer a few nails. <laughs> I need to whatever it is that fills in your blank. But I promise you I'll be back in 15 minutes and we'll talk about it. Because I know you need to talk about it. But I'll say things I don't mean if you push me right away. What do you think of that? I learned how to do that as a new supervisor. I found that at the end of my week or at the end of the day was not the right time to speak to an employee with corrective action or to deal with a problem with an employee or whatever. That if I hadn't everything worked out, what I wanted to say, and then wait until the following morning or early in the week. Not on a Friday, but early when I was fresher. 
yeah. or, or in the beginning of the day. Um, that's a great one. So, you know, that's something for you to think about. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, wow, I always get in a fight with my mom, my sister, my husband, my gym teacher, whoever it is, whatever relationship you're in where you get in a fight, what time of day is it? What time of day? Because the it's funny, if all your heated arguments happen in the evening, maybe the reality is that when you're tired, you can't control or even want to control your anger. You're mm -hmm. unwilling to listen. You just want them to stop talking. You just want to get away from halt. Them. So yeah, so schedule your important conversations for a different time of day and see if that helps. Let's talk about core beliefs. You know, some of us have core beliefs that um, we, we just, we have them and, and we don't speak about them because we're not sure if confrontation is healthy. So I'm saying to you, think about what you really believe and then share that with the people you love. I think a lot of anger comes because we didn't communicate when we could communicate. I'm going to use the example of your kid being on the cell phone during dinner. Mm. If your core belief is dinner is a family time for shared conversation, then telephones shouldn't be allowed at the table. But if you wait until the child has the phone at the table to make that that uh, directive, there's going to be anger. Give the kid a heads up. Say, you know, no phones at the dinner table. So, you know, we're going to eat in about a half hour. Go take care of your business and leave your phone in your room. What do you think of that? I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Simple. It's just communication. A lot of anger comes from... A lack of communication. We wait until the moment where a core belief that dinner is for conversation among the family is challenged. Okay. How about if your partner runs a marathon every weekend? Is that okay with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that means you got to be able to know that and then speak that, but not while they're signing up for the marathon or you're going to start a fight. What if you're being undercut by an associate at work? When do you talk to your supervisor about it? Right after the undercut? Or like you said? So timing is really important. There's a lot of things that can be handled if you communicate before the problem pops its ugly head out. So we're going to talk more about anger. Jane, will you, will you stay with us and do another podcast on sure. anger? Because I think a lot of people are identifying with what we're talking about. Anger. I just want to reiterate, it's a normal feeling. You're not bad because you get angry. You're human because you get angry. <laughs> Let yourself off the hook and learn how to handle this very important emotion. Anger is trying to tell you something. And there's something that needs to have a change in your life. Don't wait till you're fuming mad to make that change. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at Beth. We.com. 
Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.